0: Ladies and gentlemen, what's up? This is BC. Welcome back to another episode of Supreme Being. I'm excited tonight, right? We're in 2022, and I wanted to give a huge shout out to Team BC. If you guys are interested, we have a traditional team, and we also have an investment side now. If you guys are interested, go to jointeambc.com, or you can reach out to me as well, and we can chat. Shout out to Modern Success, my coaching program. If you guys are interested in that, one of the best gifts you can give yourself, especially this new year, to really work on yourself. Uh, That and everything else I have to offer is at BrianCasella.com. Okay, let's begin. I want to talk about comparison, right? Comparing yourself to other people. I may have talked about this in the past, but it's been a very long time and I want to touch on it from a different angle because this subject is always going to be relevant. And I want to point out a few things that maybe haven't been pointed out to you before. And I think specifically in this episode, we can take something from it because The blanket statement, stop comparing yourself to others, I believe has credibility, but it is not all encompassing. I can look at the subject and make an argument for either way, right? I can give you tools and techniques to make comparing yourself to someone else actually help you and boost you up. But I can also point out how it works against you, right? So we have two sides of the same coin here. And that's what kind of what I want to discuss today. All right, so let's jump right in comparing yourself to other people. Why do we generally tell people? And for the most part, that's gonna be my advice for the majority of the population on this planet. Don't compare yourself to other people. Why do we say that? Well, this is what we do. Imagine we take uh, individual A and they're gonna compare themselves to individual B. So where does the mistake come in and why why is this advice given in general like this? Well, person A will immediately put person B on a pedestal, right? So already they're making themselves emotionally and logically inferior. And where they mess up is they look at every single quality that they believe or that they see in the other person that they either do not yet have in themselves or something that they don't have, right? Maybe person A is shorter and person B is taller. So they immediately point stuff out like that. So they immediately negatively frame the situation. And when you frame something negatively, right, of course, your perception on it is going to be negative. Your processing of it is going to be negative. And the end result is going to be negative. Right. So just to give you uh, more details on it, person A looks at person B, all this person's rich and famous, you know, they're wealthy. They have a ton of money. They have a ton of following. They have a ton of clout. They have this huge business. I don't, they have, you know, 10 girlfriends. I don't blah, 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 blah. Right. So you then start digging yourself in this hole where you feel sorry for yourself. You suddenly put on the the magnifying glass because now, remember, we're habitually patterned individuals. You have now made the comparison to that person in a negative way. Now you start looking at everything else. Oh, well, you know, I don't make that much money. I'm not that good looking. And you, again, literally will start to look at everything through a negative filter. And that's not good. Okay. But what is a little trick we can use with this thing to at least mitigate this? Or start to shift, start to shift the energy in this or flip it, right? Remember, I said two sides to the same coin, meaning there is another side to this coin. How about this? How about you get those, you know, brain wheels to work, get the wheels turning in the mind and say, you know what? How am I, person A, similar to person B? What qualities? do I have? And that may require me to research on this individual. What qualities do we actually share? And even if you find one or two or five or 10, right? Whether one, whether a hundred, I'm now looking for what I do share with this individual, meaning wherever they're at and wherever I'm starting from, we, in a sense, whether small or big, started in the same shoes with the same qualities, because we share one, two, three, four, five qualities, meaning a piece of them is in me and a part of me. So if they were able to climb that ladder, at the very least, it demonstrates that I have some of the tools necessary to also make it there. And this is the key distinction that you need to make where you go, where you look, seek and you shall find. Present the mind with the correct questions, you get better answers and the right answers. We've been improperly using our mind. This is a simple technique to switch this and flip the polarity on this thing. Okay. So that's the first example. And we're going to run with that. And I'm going to continue to dive into that. Okay. But let's explore this thing from different angles. Number one, if you're going to compare yourself to anyone or anything first, compare yourself today to the yesterday you or one year ago you. Okay. Start with that because then you can start to see what I still need to work on and what I've accomplished. And at the very least you can put pen to paper and say, I've evolved in this. Let me give you some examples of me. My communication has absolutely transformed the last 10 years. I've gotten rid of my short temperedness. My patience levels have increased. My contribution switch has gone on and I love to give and give back. And I continuously give back my ability to show gratitude and also make and give nice gestures to people and organizations and things of that nature has catapulted and I continue to do it. Now that I have more money and influence, I can do that at a higher level. That's transformed in me. Maybe 10, 15 years ago, if I had the same influence and you know, reputation and money as I do now, maybe I wouldn't be doing it to the degree that I'm doing it. All right. Be having more empathy for people. For sure. 100%. Having more compassion and empathy. 1000%. 1000%. Better, you know, relationships with the people close to me, whether that's old acquaintances and friends or parents and family. You know, being able to cement those relationships and make them better simply because I've improved and improved myself and my character and my communication and all those other things. All right? Comparing my level of wealth accumulation, the way I manage and understand and even think about money, my ability to have certainty and confidence in myself, my marketing skills, my public speaking skills, my ability to deal now with all kinds of people and the opposite sex and older people and younger people and my mastery with human psychology and and understanding of dynamics of relationships and social dynamics and all that stuff. I mean, I can go on and on comparing myself to five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, and I can literally give you for the next hour, nonstop with no pauses, improvement, 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 improvement. Now, is there things that I need to improve still or little weak links in the chain? Absolutely. I could literally, either way, if I wanted to go negative with this thing, of course I could. However, I've conditioned myself now and patterned myself to look at opportunity. Challenge, something negative to me equals opportunity. Plain and simple. And you can do the same for yourself, but this is what you have to start doing. First, start with that. Compare you now to you before. And at the very least, start with a positive. Now, if it's very challenging for you to put pen to paper and even come up with positive things you can note from yourself, then we know that's where we're starting. You first have to give yourself some credit because I guarantee you the reason you're having issues with that or challenges is, in a general standpoint as a human being, you are your harshest self-critic, but you don't have the opposite side of that coin. You're not your biggest fan. That dynamic has to be cemented and solid. When I write um and finish my book pretty soon here my first book I'm going to speak about this it is okay that you be your harshest self-critic uh critic as you should however with that comes the opposite and we're told that it's wrong to be your biggest fan the people who told us that lied to us they want to keep you down because I am my harshest critic and also my biggest fan and by combining both of those and them being in harmony It allows me to navigate through this world differently and reject any other idea that contrasts or tries to negate that or make it wrong. Why? Look at the demonstration of my philosophy, how I carry myself, how I deal with other people, my success, my relationships is a demonstration that that philosophy obviously works much better than the other one. Look how the average person communicates with themselves and their self-esteem and their confidence and their ability to deal with people and navigate emotions. I mean, it's pathetic. It's pathetic. So I'm going to say, don't listen to me just rationalize my position. Look at the demonstration of it. The demonstration of it proves that this philosophy is superior. And that's where you need to look if finding the good or having that angle and being able to see it is difficult for you. That's where you need to start. Because I guarantee you, you're criticizing yourself way more than you're patting yourself on the back. And look at the world. You critique yourself, people will come to your aid and enable that behavior and say they love you and that you're going to be okay. But the moment you give yourself any credit, they'll call you egotistical and arrogant and cocky and all this other stuff. It's crazy. It's crazy how out of balance that dynamic is just from a perception standpoint and just like a societal standpoint, right? That, that's really the indicator. What are the masses doing and how are they reacting? That kind of tells you where the mass consciousness is at, you know? So start with, with you. Now, Moving forward, another way to do this: if you're going to compare yourself, stop comparing yourself to the guy who's the top 0.01% in your field. How about comparing yourself to somebody who's maybe a few steps ahead of you? Or if you're at step one, they're at step two. If you're brand new in business and entrepreneurship and finances and real estate and sales, and you're going to, you know, still be flawed with this mechanism and do it negatively, it would be foolish for you to compare yourself with me. I have a huge head start on you. I'm older. I have a lot more experience and time in the game. It's not a fair comparison which is the whole point of this other example I'm giving you here. Give yourself a just and fair comparison if we're gonna play this game before we really improve it, right? Give yourself a just comparison, a fair one, right? Compare yourself with somebody else in your field the same amount of time or starting off in your shoes. And you'll see, you know what? It's not as bad as I think. Or you know what? I do have some natural advantages that I can take advantage of because that person's better than me at one, two, three, but I'm better at four, five, six. Six so I can use that as an edge, right? You'll start firing off things in your brain and different perspectives that normally you wouldn't achieve. All you did was substitute. Instead of comparing myself to the top 0.01%, the 99.9999th percentile to, okay, somebody that's shoulder to shoulder with me on this path, not the person that's at the peak looking down, right? So that's another thing you can do, okay? Now, moving forward with this concept, I did remove in the title never because typically the advice is never compare yourself to other people. I just put stop because you need to learn how to do it. Now, what I want you to do is turn this, and this is the next piece to this puzzle. You need to turn this from an automated mechanism, which we tend to do all the time. And it's driven by ego to make this coming from cause, not effect. Meaning I don't just subconsciously do this all the time and try to size people up and and I have no control over it. You may be starting there, but eventually you want to start working on becoming more aware, halting that and making it a a planned exercise that you do like goal setting where you're saying, okay, now I'm going to compare. And see what qualities we share, how far I'm along, right? What else I need to do, how I can shake things up, things that maybe I'm I'm missing that that I can use as a tool and as a lesson to help me move forward. Right. That's what you want to do. Turn this from that automated reactionary thing to where it's on autopilot too, to now it's coming from my creation and I am choosing to do it right now. Simple concept. Sounds like it. But in practice, many people are not doing this correctly. They don't even realize it. you will be online. You'll be talking trash to somebody. You'll be driving your car and then another car will be like yours. You're like, well, you won't even say it out loud, but you're like, oh, mine's better. I got the spoiler and the rims and he doesn't. Like, why even do that? Why even do that? right? That just goes to show that like we're in zombie mode and all those things have become automated. And now we have no control over that mechanism. We need to regain control. Remember, it's about shedding away and revamping and emptying the cup and improving what you already have before we start adding new things. That's how we innovate more. That's how we progress more. You know, you're, you're looking to get out of a rut, stop adding new things and refine what you're already doing and remove unnecessary things. That's how you get out of a rut. Right? And this is gonna help you get out of mental ruts because it's pretty deflating, right? If I compare myself financially to like an Elon Musk, it's pretty deflating, man, right? It's pretty dumb. Now, if I wanna specifically compare myself to him in one category, return on investments or you know, uh, percentage increase in business year to year or something like that, right? His first years and Tesla were, they were only selling like 20 cars in a year and a hundred and then a thousand, right? Look at that acceleration. Okay, let's see if I can match that in my income or my business. But I'm looking at a key metric there. And again, I'm doing it as a thought exercise. I'm not just saying, oh man, he's a billionaire and I'm only like a a multimillionaire and I'll never catch him and this sucks. Because then that's just, now I'm just self-defeating at that point. And that's not productive because that's kind of the whole thing you need to wrap this thing up. If I'm gonna do this and engage in this behavior and I choose to, like the previous point, it's going to be productive. I'm going to focus on this thing being as productive as possible, because if I engage in this thought exercise, I want it to be for a purpose. I want every single move that I do, every thought, every action, as much as possible, getting as close to 100% as possible with a definite purpose, with a definite purpose. And put pen to paper when you do this. You need to start putting your thoughts to paper with pen or pencil all the time. The top people of the top are doing this. This is how you ingrain new habits and, and processes into your mind and into your psyche at the, the deepest subconscious levels is doing this. Because now you're activating a lot, a lot of senses while you're doing it. You're thinking, you're seeing it, you're touching it, right? You're writing it, you're getting into motion. This is how we start ingraining these things. It's almost like you're tattooing this into your mind and onto your mind, which is what you want. Now we can take this subject of comparing yourself to others and turn it into something positive. Whereas if I gave you that classic general advice, right? You wouldn't even look at this topic from this perspective. So this is what I'm getting at. If you're still having major issues with this, like it's very detrimental to your psyche and this is a subject that's very sensitive to you, then start by not doing it at all and working on yourself. And then as you start improving... From time to time, look back on this subject and see if you can start implementing some of these exercises. And as you become more self-assured, self-reliant, self-confident, right? And you begin to level up as you yourself and you can approach these particular subjects with more maturity and emotional intelligence, then start doing some of these exercises and take this power back into your hands. Because what changes is you. The exercises and, and, and the ideas and these concepts remain the same. Now that you've discovered them, the level of you, the version of you that approaches them will determine how you process it, how you think about it, how you execute, what you do. And then when this podcast is over, what's going to happen after that and what's going to continue down your timeline. So you can come back and listen to this podcast every month or every three months or six months. And if, if and when you keep getting better, you'll get something different from it. And you'll start to understand more what I'm saying on a deeper level. And then if you haven't, by that time, you'll start to execute some of these simple exercises. Right? How empowering would it be to be able to take something like this that's given as a blanket negative statement and being able now to flip it and use it positively? That's what I want to do. I want to be so resourceful and versatile mentally that I can take what's perceived and accepted by the masses as negative and turn it into a positive. Turn it into something productive. Turning it into something that will aid me and push me and fuel me on my evolution as a human being and my thought processes and where I'm going. That's what I want. I'm looking to get to that mountaintop. You have that versatility and poise and calm and skill and ability. Mentally, man, you can literally conquer any field outside of athletics, right? (laughs) that's what this is about. Let's use this universal technology because what you can develop through the mind again is applicable through any Avenue, which is fantastic. And your physical, your physical prowess will improve too, as you do mentally. I mean, that's directly tied just like the old um, example. We had a, a group who shot free throws in basketball. All right? Another group who, who just shot it without the ball, and then a third group that visualized it with their mind, where they would close their eyes and pretend like they were doing it. And the group that had the most improvement was the one that visualized it, which goes to show that the physical movement of it didn't even help as much as the people who visualized it mentally. Now, am I saying we ditch all the physical movements in sports? No, but it goes to show the power of the mind. That's the point. And that's what this is, something that you wouldn't even be able to to look at because it stings so much to your core, that you avoid it can later become a weapon of your own and to your own evolution. Isn't that incredible? And what changed? You. You got better. The information, the principle, the concept stayed the same. You changed. And that's what we want here. Okay? So if you're going to compare, do it correctly. Take some of these techniques. Let me know how it goes. Shout out to Team BC. Love you guys. If you guys are interested, reach out to me or go to join Team bc.com otherwise if you guys are interested in my coaching modern success which i recommend to everybody or anything else that i have to offer including events i'm back to doing events regularly again go to briancasella.com. that's one s two l's on the last name and b-r-y-a-n all right that's it for this one guys we'll see you on the next episode peace